Hey folks, this is The Groots. I just wanted to take a quick second to briefly discuss something that's been on my mind as we all endure this crazy fucking pandemic situation. Along with Hunter and of course our lovely guests, uh, we run this podcast for fun and that's fine. We have day jobs, but um, what I'd like to really talk about is that there's a lot of folks maybe that are out of a job right now. We probably all know them. Service workers, you know, cooks, bartenders, servers, musicians, performers, artists, hairstylists, etc. There's a lot of folks that maybe can't earn a paycheck right now. And uh, what I'd like to do is just encourage everyone to reach out, check in, help if you can. Um, Hell, for the podcast, Hunter and I have been talking about making new uh, t-shirt designs for about a year now. But we're both morons when it comes to stuff like Photoshop, so... If you have those skills, reach out. Hit us up on Facebook or uh, on our email, beautifuldisasterspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Um, Overall, just keep looking out for one another and uh, we'll get through it. Anyway, that's it. Uh, Thanks for listening and here's the show. The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters, quarantine edition. We're quarantined. Yeah. So I am F.U. Hunter, and recording with me tonight is my quarantine... Partner in crime. (laughs) Thank you. Quarantine partner in crime. Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte's here. We're trying to figure out a good movie to watch, and Groots has suggested, Murphy has suggested this movie society so we took the plunge and watched society tonight and wow wow (laughs) oh you are not prepared for this movie yeah i was kind of like i was asking people i was like oh what is it about and no one could really describe and the synopsis on um prime where it's streaming uh didn't have like a really good description and i was like okay i guess we'll figure it out i still don't fucking know it was one of the weirdest things i've ever seen uh, real quick, uh, before we get into the plot of plot? society, um, little info it's from '92, uh, directed by Brian Usnat, who worked with Stuart Gordon on a lot of his stuff. He actually directed Bride of Reanimator, Return of Living Dead Three, a couple of other horror movies like that. But yeah, I was kind of surprised. But this was pretty much his first directing directing debut. Was this movie and Holy shit, what a... uh, What a movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit of the facts, and now we're going to just dive right into the... Oh, God. Well, okay, so there's, like, an opening scene that doesn't make a lot of sense, but the credit opening scene is this, like, alien worm orgy scene. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's really bizarre. I wonder how that's going to fit into everything. And unfortunately, that was not the only alien worm orgy scene that we saw <laughs> oh, in no. this movie. But we get introduced to uh, Bill, who looks like a like a C grade John Stamos. Like yeah, he has he the mall. He, it looks like he looks just like John Stamos in Full House in the nineties. And he's your main character, and they live in Beverly Hills, and he has these rich parents that are 
little fucking weird. And then he has this weird sister. And and there's a scene where she's like getting dressed for her coming out party, which we'll, yeah, we'll get not, into that. Oh my god, we're not sure about that. Yeah, but all of a sudden, out pops out of her closet weird fucking ex-boyfriend who i guess was freaked out by her and was stalking her they kick her out and kick him out and like get the fuck out of here and then she sort of is i don't know flirting with her brother bill yeah there's definitely weird like a sexual relationship between bill and his sister jenny which, let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah, she's, like, just hanging out in a room, getting dressed for something called a coming out party, <laughs> which we're still not exactly sure what that is. And then there's some, like, wrestling in her closet. And all of a sudden, this, like, man jumps out of her closet. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a rapist in her closet. But it turns out to be her ex-boyfriend, who is stalking her, which I'm like, that is so terrible. Your ex-boyfriend <laughs> hiding in your closet? <laughs> And, like, spying on you? That's but terrible. The way he was reacting, he's, like, scared of her, but he's stalking her. Like, it just didn't make a lot of sense. He's like, there's know. something fucking weird going on here. Yeah. And then it leads to Bill kicking the ex-boyfriend out of the house. And then Jenny's, like, getting dressed for this, like, party. And then she's like, oh, Bill, can you zip my dress? And there's this, like, weird sexual tension between, But as like... he's, like, zipping up, there's a weird lump that comes out of her back for a second. And then she's all fucking sweaty, and he's like, uh, why are you all sweaty? She's like, I don't know, don't worry about it. I yeah. already took a shower. So, yeah, it starts off really strange, and um, you don't really, like, understand the story or the plot yet. But basically, Bill, there's a lot of scenes with Bill and his therapist's office, who his therapist is, like, a weird fucking dude. But he has this thing I notice every time he's in the therapist's office, he always eats apples. His therapist has, like, a basket of apples, and he's, like, eating apples at the therapist's office. And the first scene is him talking to his therapist, and obviously it's a weird dream sequence or whatever, but he bites into the apple, and then there's, like, live worms in the fucking apple, but then he wakes up, and it was just a weird fucked-up dream or some shit. Maybe. But we get to, uh, yeah, they kind of set a bill to be, like, this kind of the top kid in school, like, he's the head of the basketball team, and, like head of the debate team i guess i guess he's running for president i don't know it's high school bullshit i don't fucking care but then he apparently has all these issues where he has to talk to his shrink and again his shrink is is a fucking, he's fucking dick. weird so he's talking to his shrink and his shrink's like how are things at home and he's like oh things are normal you know except for a little incest and psychosis <laughs> Which we're like, what? Yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> There's a couple lines in this where we had to pause for a second and be like, uh, what did they just say? We'll get to the one that threw us the fuck off later on. But that was the first one we're like, um, incest? Okay, whatever. So then we get to, he leaves the therapist's office, goes back home, and his sister Jenny's taking a shower. So for some reason, he rolls up there and she has one of those kind of glass door showers but when he first walks into the bathroom which he's walking on his sister taking a shower but you see a quick like faded image but her tits and her ass are on the same side 
And he's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, her tits are on her back. Yeah, it's a little weird. And he goes to open the door, and then she's regular covering her tits, you know, and being like, what the, the fuck? The kind of theme of the first, like, part of the movie is Bill noticing all this, like, weird-ass shit that's happening, but people are telling him he's just paranoid and he's just, like, seeing things. So I think we're meant to believe that he's just, like, seeing weird things and things don't yeah, make like sense. Yeah, like he's... Like, he's got some mental issues or something like that. Yeah. Like, living life in Beverly Hills is stressful and brings out all this yeah, crazy psychosis. Yeah. But then he's at the beach with his girlfriend at the time, and here comes weird, sweaty ex-boyfriend again who got kicked out of the house earlier, and he's like, I need to fucking talk to you. And he's like, all right, what the fuck is going on? He's like, so apparently I'm like... Re- the, the sweaty ex-boyfriend's really good with technology and actually hid a microphone in Jenny, his sister's, earring and then had a recording device to record Jenny's coming out party. Which we still don't know what a coming out party yeah. is. But apparently the coming out party that's recorded is her and her parents talking and being like, ooh... Yeah, I want to do this. And pretty much it sounds like they're having a full-on fuck orgy. Yeah, like an incest orgy with her parents and then with other people. Yeah, like she's picking out like, ooh, I'm going to do him and him. And they're like, don't forget about us, honey. Yeah, <laughs> Which is it's like really weird. uncomfortable. So fucking Bill hears this. He's like, what the fuck? And sweaty ex-boyfriend hands him the, the, the tape of the recording. It's like, you keep the... Or he steals it, I guess. He's like, I need this. I'm going to take this to my psychiatrist and have him listen to it and of course he takes it psychiatrist like look it's late night just give me the tape we'll listen to it tomorrow so they go and listen to the next day and it doesn't say any of that shit where it's like are you excited about dancing honey and she's like yeah i'm really excited about dancing oh good i hope you dance really good and the pretty much the shrink's like I think you're kind of going through something because I don't hear anything about her fucking anybody on this tape recording. Yeah, so we're, like, meant to believe that he's just hearing things and that he is he's not well. Um, and then he tries to go back and tell the sweaty ex-boyfriend what's going on with all this stuff. And it turns out sweaty ex-boyfriend gets into a car accident and, like, flips his van and, like dies on the scene and there's like a turned over van and like a lot of blood and like shit everywhere he's being like put in the back of the ambulance but put in the back of the ambulance covered in blood by the way covered they in blood. threw a blade they threw a sheet over him and they just let him bleed out through the sheet and they're like get in the ambulance don't worry about it he's fucking dead yeah but it was weird that like bill's walking all up in the crime scene like yeah, he is all up in the scene of the accident he's like walking in the blood and like all up touching everything yeah it took about five minutes and then a cop's like as like bill's like trying to pry through like find uh, see there's another tape and the cop's like you're not supposed to be here and it's like yeah, he was supposed to be there five minutes ago as you let him walk through all the fucking blood and all the shit like yeah, that. Yeah, seriously. It was weird. But, oh, one thing I realized. So, Bill has this kind of best friend sidekick. And I was looking at him, I was like, God damn, that dude looks fucking familiar. So, I looked it up on IMDb and realized we have seen that guy before. And actually, the last recording that I did with you... Rockwell High School Forever. It, the guy that plays Bill's best friend also played Corey Felvin's character's sidekick best friend in Rock and Roll High School Forever. 
So, which is just weird as shit to run in. And I think, honestly, those, these movies came out like a year apart. So he did Rock and Roll High School, and then he was in Society. Wow. I just thought that was fucking weird as shit. So we're, uh, let's see. He gets, so speaking, like we were speaking before, they live in the rich part of town. They live in Beverly Hills, and it's just rich people. It is money. It is money, money, money. And this whole scene that he's running around with are just really rich, pretentious people. And they're the bad guy teenager, you know, the jerk jock teenager, um, is having this party. And he literally invites him to the party via telegram. Oh, yeah, that's right. He which sends parents, him a telegram. Which, when Bill gets home, his parents are like, you've got a telegram. And it's like, ooh, you've been invited to this fancy teenager party. Like, all right. Like, who the fuck would teenager invites you with a telegram? (laughs) Like, it's so goofy. So, side side of the story about this, there's this, like, really attractive girl that he's really interested in that he's, like, kind of seeking after. And... Clarissa. Clarissa. And they... He ends up going to this rich kid's party... And they hook up at the party. So they're, like, having sex at the party. And then after sex, she's, hold on, like... Hold on. Before, like, while they're having sex, he notices that her one arm is over rubbing her other arm, which she can't really do, hops off of her real quick, where her... looked like her ass was where her head is or something. Yeah, there's, like, morphing of the body. <laughs> yeah. Which I would usually appreciate, but it, I can see it kind of freaking you out. Like, wait, is your head supposed to be in that position? All right, whatever. Yeah. So after they have sex and like that weird shape shifting, she offers some tea. So she's pouring him tea, and she's she literally says, "How do you take your tea with cream, sugar, or would you like me to pee in it?" Uh. <laughs> And it just came out of nowhere. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it never comes back in. And I couldn't really figure out what that was supposed to be about. Yeah, that's what she's into. Yeah. And then her mom shows up, who is like a mongoloid. Like, I don't know how else to describe her. Her mom shows up and coughs out a hairball, which is fucking just hands Bill a fucking hairball. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm the fuck out of here. This is weird as shit. So, yeah, so after that, he goes back home and he walks in on his dad, his mom, and his sister giving each other like sensual massages. Yeah, dad's shirt's off and like he's, he's wearing massaging. like a silk robe. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And he's like massaging his daughter and it's like a clear incest scene. And they're like, what's going on, Bill? And he's like, y'all are fucking weird and gross. And. They're like, I don't understand what you're saying. Everything is completely normal here. And then Bill says, fuck you, butthead, to his dad, which kind of, yeah. Fuck you, butthead. Butthead. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, then we, uh, apparently the guy that Bill was in debating in school or whatever, who is connected with, you know, the uh, evil rich guy that had the party, it's like, hey, I've got some shit to tell you. Meet me at this address or, or this place or whatever time. So, of course, late at night, Bill rolls up. There's a dude fucking dead. There's a lot of dead teenagers. Yeah. Bill chases who he thinks is the killer. The killer disappears. Bill grabs the cops. One thing we learned throughout this movie, the cops in Beverly Hills are fucking assholes. Because yeah. he brings the cops. 
there to the car, but the car is different. There's nobody. And the cops just like, you fucking waste my time again, asshole. And just talking shit. Like, yeah, yeah they're not very helpful at all. Yeah, it was really bad. And literally in my notes at this point, I wrote, I'm so lost. Like, <laughs> there's, I don't even know. Well, like, this is very Bill confusing. Bill then the next day is starting to lose his shit. Goes to school. I guess the debate assembly that they have and is telling the entire school how the guy that he was debating is dead and that, you know, people are being kidnapped and shit's all fucked up and which I don't know, he needs to have a breakdown in front of like a three hundred students or whatever, but then there rolls his debate person who's clearly not dead and makes Bill look even fucking crazier. So, uh at that point, uh Bill runs off and it's just starting to freak out about everything. Like, he's losing his fucking mind. From there, he goes back to his house, and his parents inject him with something, knock him the fuck out, and then take him to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, he is in the hospital. His best friend is like, alright, this is fucking weird. He sees Bill being taken in the ambulance to the hospital. Goes to the hospital to try to find Bill. And then Bill's Jeep shows up out of the blue. Bill walks out of the hospital like, yeah. all right, I feel better. Gets in there, drives back, and now he's overly paranoid and sweaty. Like, yeah. The last 30 minutes of this movie, he is like sweating like a motherfucker. So he's pretty much just sweaty, angry, and upset. Runs back to his house. He's like, fuck this noise. I am grabbing a knife. My parents are fucking with me. Everybody's fucking with me. I'm going to get some yeah. answers. So, like, he goes back. He's sweaty. He grabs a knife. He's, like, about to kill his parents. And then his parents and, like, the police come in and uh, subdue him with one of those animal-controlled dog leashes. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They use for, like, wildlife. I was like, okay, so his parents are going to roll in there. He's going to be like, what the fuck? And they'll be like, all right, we'll tell. But no. What he has realized... Everybody's in the fucking house. It's a fucking crazy... It's like a fucked up surprise party. Yeah, and they fucking throw a dog leash pole thing around his <laughs> neck, and they're like, all right, you're with us now. And... Okay. Okay. All right. Now we get into the last <laughs> 20 minutes of this movie. This is the part when I would say that the um, acid starts kicking in, because the movie's sort of weird up to that point. The last 20 minutes... Are go off fucking the fucking crazy. They go off the fucking rails. Holy shit. Alright. So everybody's there. And they're all congratulating each other. And this character that we slightly saw earlier, the judge, he congratulates everybody for doing such a great job with society and keeping society where it is. And you realize like the shrinks there and the parents are there and all the assholes from school are there. And there's Bill in a fucking dog restraint thing. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And they go, all right, well, we've got two meals for the night. And you're like, okay. And then they roll out somebody with a sheet over his head, bring him in the house, drop him on the floor. Holy fuck, it's sweaty ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. He didn't fucking die. He didn't die. Yep, they kept him They kept him subdued until they wanted to have their way with him. 
And then we find out what the fuck is going on. Because they throw Sweaty Ex-Boyfriend on the floor. And here, everybody starts going, all right, let's get it on. So they all get naked (laughs) and really slimy. And they have a weird alien worm orgy where they're, like, sucking out his body with, like, his face. This like their faces. The best way I can describe it, this 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 whole scene is if the thing met eyes wide shut, where it's like a fuck party, but people's body parts are blending into ex boyfriends' body parts. Yeah, the special, the practical effects are very similar to the thing, where it's just like fleshy and stretchy and <laughs> yeah. slimy and. You become this, like, big giant worm monster. Goddamn. And then the judge comes oh, down. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. he, like, clenches up his fist and he says, let's get to the bottom of this. And he ultimate fists his asshole. Oh. Shoves his fist up his asshole through his mouth. Oh, God damn. Which we labeled ultimate fisting. Yeah, it's the ultimate fisting. I mean, Judge puts his fist all the way, it pulls it up through his face. And I, I think at that point we, we, we paused it, rewound it just to watch that again. I was like, did that really just fucking happen? Yes, yes, it did. So that's it for somebody ex-boyfriend. He's... Yeah. They, I guess part of what the alien orgy is because we cut back later and it's just the whole mesh of <laughs> flesh flesh yeah uh what's her name uh his love interest new love interest she's i guess part of the crew but she doesn't want to be part mm. of it so she frees bill bill runs upstairs where he runs into his parents room and there's his mom and she hops out of bed with her dad's arms as legs. And no arms in yeah, her no hair. Arms. And then her daughter <laughs> comes out of her vagina. And her daughter's face is her vagina. <laughs> yeah, his sister's head pops out. She's like, hey, how's it going? Like, what the fuck? And then he hears some bromeline from under the sheets. Pulls out the sheets to see... His dad, well, his dad's face, where on his dad's butt or somebody's butt, where his asshole would be, and he's like, "You were calling me a butthead," and you're like, "What the?" Yeah, it's literally fuck? an ass face. He's literally an ass face. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so he goes back down, and they like capture him again, and he goes to fist fight. The rich teenager douchebag. Yeah, who's like, I'm going to... I guess, yeah, I guess the alien sex party rules, if you say you want to fight somebody, they'll allow that to happen before they orgy fuck you to death. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they're, like, fighting, and they're throwing punches, and, you know, everything like that. And then Bill fucking fists this dude's dick... (laughs) <laughs> puts his hands through his mouth and pulls him inside out from his oh, dick. Oh, man. And that's how he defeats that guy. Oh. 
actually right before that too i, I appreciate um uh bill as they're fighting before he comes up with the asshole uh point yeah <laughs> scene he uh he's getting his ass beat and after a while he's just like come on hit me again come on do it and um anybody that's seen rocky four it's the rocky tactic of just keep punching me till you wear yourself out which is a terrible tactic by the way but apparently bill was just waiting for shit asshole guy to wear himself down so he could rip him out through his asshole or dick or whatever <laughs> i don't know let's just say he's pulled out and then his best friend and his love interest they all duck out of there hop in the jeep and speed away and then it's over <laughs> yep wow overall is a weird ass movie um so we're practicing social distancing and my good friend jacob watched this movie at his house along with us and he brought up a very good point that it's very this movie's very good commentary on elitism um where they literally reference that the rich will like feast on the poor and he was just a sacrifice to the rich for them to feast on and it's very like graphic blunt commentary on elitism yeah I'll be honest, this seems like a combination of two of my favorite Carpenter movies in a weird way. Obviously, I brought up The Thing earlier, but it has elements of They Live. So, like, it just has the kind of elitist society controlling people part with They Live, and then the weird fucked up shit blending together special effects of The Thing. But overall... I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, again, that last 20 minutes fucking is bonkers insane. It's crazy. Like, I still don't understand this movie. <laughs> like, it, it was very weird to follow, but it was very entertaining. I followed that the judge really liked Sweaty Axe Boyfriend's beauty mark, and so <laughs> when you, um, fist him hard enough and absorb his face that you then take on that beauty mark. Oh. He was that judge was very proud of that. He was pointing out to everybody he's like, now I've got a beauty mark. He was so proud of that. Yeah. So but yeah, um yeah, I guess if I like you know, we always screwed some we always talk about like if we had to do this double feature, is there anything that jumps out at you that you would combine with this for a double feature night? Probably the thing, to be honest. The yeah. practical effects are very similar. And the thing is such like a good movie and this movie is clearly a B movie. Like it's a very bad movie. Um, so it'd be nice to have that, like the same sort of practical effects and enjoy the artistry of practical effects. One with a good feature two with a really bananas for each feature. See, I would probably the Carpenter one seems more like what I do, but I also, again, the director didn't direct this movie. Stuart Gordon did, but he was involved with Stuart Gordon, but from beyond where at the very end, there's this weird combination kind of creature that kind of reminds me of this, but not in the weird sexual way as much. But, uh, yeah, so maybe that would be kind of my, my double feature. So, um, but yeah, that's about it for society. That's about it. That was a lot. Yeah. I'm glad we were drinking. So um, obviously, you know, we're trying to make the best of uh, the situation with quarantine and staying at home and social distancing. 
So we're knocking out a few. We're still doing, you know, other episodes, and I'll probably do one remotely with Groots uh, in the near future. Yeah, so. this movie's on Prime. I mean, while you're trapped in quarantine, go ahead and watch this movie and let us know what you thought. It was definitely really bananas. But as always, um, we love feedback. You know, rate and review on any of the podcast sites. Um, go to our Facebook site if you have suggestions. Anything you think might be even more bonkers than this fucking movie, throw it on Facebook, the, our site, and let us know because uh, we're always up for suggestions and uh, challenge us with movies like this. So, um, as always, you can uh, find our podcast and all the other podcasts on GUIPodcast.com. And anything you want to throw in there? Watch this movie, man. This was crazy. <laughs> If you want, like, crazy practical effects, please watch this movie. Yes, yes. So, well, that's about it. I'm F.U. Hunter. And Charlotte. Bye. GUIPodcast.com <laughs>